Kevin. So Hunter and I have been trying to come up with a start to the show that was both entertaining and light. Bazinga. And that was not it. We're going oh. back to the drawing board, but uh, as far as this episode is concerned, it's doomed. So we'll just keep this one for now. Utterly Guys, and horribly doomed. Welcome to Coral Pooling, the show that often starts with well and <laughs> is recorded live from the movie cab of a 2010 Honda Civic. I'm your host, Kenny Blakenship, and I'm joined here by Vic Romano. Hey, kids! Do you know what that's from? Uh, nope. MXC, the most extreme elimination challenge. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that was good. For people who had Spike TV back in the mid-90s. Back in the back in the back in the days. I remember when David Carl would let me watch that show when I was objectively too young to watch oh, that show. Oh, lad. Yeah. Yeah. And... It was fun because we got to watch it, but we had to quit when Mom came home. That's true. <laughs> that, that was a game we had to play. You know I rebought a season of that on iTunes, and it's still the best show that's ever been put on TV. Did you really? It's better than Breaking Bad. It, I love MXC. It, it, it's so funny. Is that not on YouTube? Because I think, like, that's a show that so deserves to be thing. on YouTube. Okay. Here's the thing. It was, but, you know, it's based off the show Takeshi's Castle, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is a Japanese game show. Game show right. right. And... I was watching it on... That's the reason I had to buy it on... Um, okay. Just this guy's just going to pull out... He's completely into our lane. Just come into my uh, lane, sir. We're just recording a podcast here. Uh, doesn't he know this lane is for podcasting only? Yeah. So, anyhow, I was watching it on YouTube, and then I had to transition to purchasing it on iTunes. Huh. Because um, the holder of the Takeshi's Castle copyright... Like, uh, no. Tokyo Broadcasting started making copyright claims. No way. I know. It's not even their show. That's amazing. Well, I mean... <laughs> it was substantial parody. Yeah, it's very... But to be fair, I guess they probably had, like, a, a rebroadcasting agreement worked out with Spike. Where Something they got like some kind of money. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow, our show is not a review of MXC, although it should be. Yeah. Um, we're gonna consider that for the next episode. Right. But, uh... It's actually interesting. Today, Carl Teshi Castle. It took me a minute, but I got there. Takeshi's Castle? No, Carl Teshi. Wow, that is mediocre. Hey, I can do... I, I Give me a minute, okay? I came up with Carl Pulling. Carl Pulling is a gem, okay? Like a diamond in the rough. But, yeah. Um, so, why don't we just transition into studio enhancements this week? Um, this week, Christopher, nothing happened. It was pretty, pretty, pretty simple week as far as car, car tech goes. Uh, no gas was put in the car. Um, we've got that very low MPG, which is necessary. Incredibly if you're going to, low. Right, like literally none. Um, but we did get one cool thing happen this week, Chris. A uh, friend of the show, Nick, tweeted in uh, and gave us our roadkill this week, which that's, that's pretty cool. So shout out to Nick. Thanks yeah. for doing that. And if you would like your Roadkill segment read on the show, please tweet that at us or email the show or, you know, smoke signals. I don't know how the internet works anymore, but get it to us and we'll read it out on the show and give you the credit. So uh, this this week's Roadkill, yes, does come from Nick, but more directly it comes from the uh, second round of Democratic uh, presidential debates, uh, this time on CNN as opposed to NBC. I just, I'm really waiting for Don Lennon to, Lennon, Lennon, nope, Lennon, Don Lennon to just finally run for, uh, for president and get it over with. I, there are a few people that just 
their rhetoric outright disgusts me more than John Lemon. I can't even say it now. <laughs> I ruined it for Don you. Don Lemon. Don Lemon's. Um, yeah, he's rough. That question he asked about, uh, what was it? Like, Trump What would voters. you say about Trump voters that care more about the economy than Trump's racism and bigotry? Rough. It's like, I don't know if, like... Have you learned nothing over the past four years? Right. Did you learn nothing about the first loss that you suffered? Have you learned nothing from the Russian collusion nonsense? Have you learned nothing since grade school? Have you done nothing since you unfortunately slithered your way down the birth canal and entered this mortal coil, Don <laughs> Lemon? I, you never cease to amaze me. But the point is, if you want to keep losing elections, I mean, darling, show us directly on the 2016 electoral map where the conservatives hurt you. Yeah. If you want to keep losing elections, just keep points directly to, to people Ohio. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Here. That's, that's right. Yeah. Um, anyhow, but no, that's not our uh, our roadkill no. for this week. Hunter, do you know what would you like me to read it? Oh, I can. I got this for you. Okay. So, the... the it was glorious. Uh, so if you watched the first presidential bait, or if you didn't and you just caught up on the back end like I did, um, you would know that Kamala Harris directly attacked uh, the leading, Joe Biden. Yeah, the leading uh, presidential nominee at this point in all the polls, Joe Biden, and basically called him out for enforced bu busing, which was a brilliant attack if, you're, if we're going to talk about it on the Machiavellian level, but it was a really poor attack because even Kamala Harris now doesn't support uh, forest, for forest busting. Right. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a basic bad faith attack and it's this thing that you see on the left doing a lot now. AOC did it to Nancy Pelosi. Right. Now Kamala Harris is doing it to Biden where they go I'm not calling you racist but here's the evidence for you being racist. Right. And the evidence is always something really, really watered down and weak. Yeah. Um, forced busting should be a local issue or a states rights issue. That's a perfectly reasonable constitutional read. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with segregation. It simply means that you shouldn't have to force people to take a bus outside of the district where they live. You should relegate that to the states. I think that's a perfectly exceptional take. Yeah. And so, and Kamala doesn't support it either now. Uh, but, so they, they obviously had their scuffle and I think Biden came out of that debate looking all looking worse for wear. So yeah. at, at the start of the second debate, both he and Kamala are standing on the debate stage and they shake hands, which is delightful. And Joe Biden on a live mic just goes, go easy on me, kid, which is like, okay, grandpa, like stop slapping her around, man. It was so funny. And it was just such a jovial way to like take everything that had happened in the first debate and just kind of like, you know, oh, that's adorable. The little macaroni art you made, Kamala, and put it on the refrigerator. <laughs> you know, like, did you see the macaroni art? I did. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. It was just, it was just such an easy little coddling way to just say, like, no, you know, that's right. not who I am, and even you agree with that. And but if, then Twitter. <laughs> but then Twitter. So, like we all know, Twitter is fake, uh, and if you try and. We actually had an interesting conversation about this earlier this week, Hunter, over at uh, Mom and Dad's house, and we were talking about um, the what's a good tactic and what's a bad tactic, okay. and what's a good tactic in context and what's a bad tactic yes. in context, Yes, right? we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were saying that, like, for instance, the all of the Democrats are embracing the radical AOC um, policies mm -hmm. of the Democratic Party, however, they are... 
I'm gonna be honest, this move you're trying to make right now in the car is making me nervous. Don't worry. Kind of losing my train of thought. Sorry, I didn't mean to juggle three chainsaws at once while I drove. Um, but the, uh, the, ah, lame. Didn't even pay off. No, it didn't. <laughs> the presidential candidates are all embracing the AOC. Most radical policies. Right, and by candidates, I mean front runners. There right. are a number of moderates running in. They're getting clobbered. Well, they're getting, except for Biden, which is kind of strange. They're clobber charred. I just, thanks. For, it's a deep cut. Um, so, and I thought Carl Teke was bad. But see, Biden's not really a moderate. That's well, just that's sure. just the game he's playing. Sure, yeah. Anyhow, the point is is that the, the Democratic primary base mm-hmm. is galvanized by these abhorrently radical policies. Right. However, the general population sees these policies as very, very unfavorable. Right. And so the Democratic Party has a real problem. So they're doing really good in the, if you if you pitch on these pri- on these policies in the primary good you probably have a good chance of becoming the nominee right when you radical, get to the general policies. election there's a lot of people that are not going to like you including people that have d's next to their names exactly and so that's kind of what yes attacking joe biden on race it might be a good strategy to galvanize your primary base but that's going to be they're going to cut that into a conservative hit clip as soon as she wins the nomination, right. you know? Right. That we don't want this kind of backbiting rhetoric. Uh, same with, uh, I think Ben Shapiro pointed this out, Elizabeth Warren wringing her hands, talking about taking one of the other nominees' money on the stage. Yeah. It was just, there's, they are playing to the base, but they have a problem that the conservatives don't really have right now, that the base is completely divorced from the general Democratic population. Right. So anyway... Yeah. Uh, Twitter, so Twitter is the base, I say all that to say. Twitter is where you've got the galvanized, the noisy, the easily excitable. And those are the only ones that come out to a primary anyway. Mm. And so then they picked it up and basically completely drug Joe Biden for calling her kid. Yeah. Uh, Some going as far as saying this was a racist slur, that he was, you know, minimizing her that he was dehumanizing her, which I used to think kids were humans, but the left told me better in so many ways. You guys have proved to me that you don't see kids as humans. Right. So anyhow, um, I don't know. It's dumb. It's so, it's a completely dumb world that we live in. Yeah. So thanks Nick for <laughs> sending in that little gem. Thanks for, thanks for letting us know the world is as bad as sometimes we think it is. <laughs> That's great. I'll be honest. Nick and I, uh, we send a lot of articles back and forth to each other. And if you want to be convinced that we're going to hell in a handbasket, befriend Nick. <laughs> I don't know where he goes on the internet, but he finds the dumbest of the dumb. Um, anyhow, let's uh, let's jump on to our, our uh, meat segment today, Hunter. Yeah, why don't you introduce it to us, well, Chris? Here's the problem. I know last okay. week we said that we were going to talk about sex and relationships and that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, I said I wanted to do some more research. I have done a bit, but I am not satisfied yet with the uh, brushing up that I've done. Right, so why don't you just tell the audience about the new cool topic that we came up with. So what we're going to talk about today is Hunter's upcoming transition. Oh my no, goodness! I don't know what we're talking about today. Yeah, I'm just going to spring this one on you. But but I honestly think this is... Honestly, like, for the timing of our show, this is the exact right thing to talk about. Unfortunately, it's going to go up late because we have a couple of shows in the hopper. Uh, but I'm really... I really think it's, it's just... A, it, it's just the right time to be talking about it. Sure. Um, and I think you're really gonna 
you're going to fall right in line with this pretty easily. And I actually think it'll be good to get your reaction that way since this will be like Christopher getting news, if you if you will. Like not react, not providing his commentary on it, but like he's literally going to hear some of this for the first time. Okay. So I think... So I think we need to do a little groundwork first, but this involves Colin Moriarty. Interesting. Um, and are I you, have not been keeping up with Colin Moriarty. Sure. So like... I. Maybe I could give like the really, really high level history to people because I, I know that you don't, and I know that not necessarily all the 500 people that listen to this show know. But tell you, all these precious listeners how our very sweet gaming boy Coriard, Moriarty got slam dunk red pilled harder than Chris Brown red pilled Rihanna. Sure, that's that's a thing you could say. So I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna do this justice, and I'm not gonna qualify everything. There's a lot of information on this. You can go look it up for yourself. You can reach out to me directly and I'll help you with it. Like, I, I think Colin is a tragic story from like just how the mob can take someone out. And sure. Colin uh, to his credit stands up to it with confidence and boldness and doesn't get pushed around. So, uh, he's, he's doing really well for himself. He's got but, a very successful Patreon and more and on and on. So for the, for the, uh, the week at heart that are listening, I will have you know, Colin Moriarty's picture at least for a long time on Twitter was of oh, it's the, the Gadsden snake. Yeah, it uh, still is. And, and so that does that would in fact label him as alt right, right? Uh, so or, and racist and, and racist and bigoted and homophobic. <laughs> so I just want you all to know that uh, alt right alert. Um, and anyhow, here it comes. Uh, that's obviously a joke. Right. I know that. Let's that, just qualify that just so there's no confusion. Yeah, but uh, I, there was an article bouncing around the other week about how somebody was wearing a Gadsden snake, which is now a... Chris Pratt? Dog whistle. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> so stupid. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. You're... Okay. Yeah, the Go thing ahead, about the snake? revolution is a dog whistle to the people that like only white people. Huh? Huh? Like, <laughs> it just, just makes no sense. You just confused the mess out of me. I know. Well, I was just saying, like, the Gatson flag is a flag that was flown during the Revolution, and now it's a dog whistle to people that only like white people. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, are you serious? It's literally never been appropriated. Uh, that one, I have no clue what yeah. you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, there was a guy in, like, the clan hat waving the flag, you know, yeah. because they're like, yeah, it is! You know? I mean, they try and do that. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I get... I get relatively pissed off when I see a Confederate flag. I do uh, too. In like, the city, so I'm not. Yes. I'm not defending all symbols. And there comes a certain time when you don't defend your symbol, it, it gets co-opted. Mm. Now, I think that the truth of the matter is that the Confederate flag started out in infamy and ended up in infamy. Yeah. And well, it's a flag it, of treason. Like, it's a treason. Let, let, is, let's be clear about what it means. It's treason. Right. Um, now, the Gadsden flag, on the other hand, is also treason, but. Not against America. Yes. Against Britain. Yes. So anyhow, uh, that's just that's just a dumb aside. But go ahead, Hunter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're, we're, we'll just do the history on Colin. Colin was a, is in his infancy or in the infancy of his career was a video game writer for the website IGN. Yeah. Um, he basically was writing about PlayStation games throughout the life cycle of the PlayStation Three and onwards until PlayStation 4, I think while he was at IGN. Um, if you don't know IGN, it's the Imagine Game... I think it's the Imagine Games Network. Oh, um, really? 
I would have just said international, but a, you're probably right. A lot of people think it's it's international, but it's actually Imagine. Um, Colin worked there on a very successful podcast called Podcast Beyond, and that's really his like not his claim to fame necessarily, but that's one of the things that really put him on the map. And he did that show with a couple other different people. Um, really became quite famous doing all that. And as, as far as in like the gaming community, if you will, and then left IGN with a couple of people and uh, went to work at a new company that he and these individuals founded called Kind of Funny. Uh, kind of Funny is still around today. You can go look at it, but Colin's no longer associated with it because on a inter maybe like two or three years into the formation of that company, he tweeted out uh, a joke on National Women's Day. Uh, where he said, or where for, I think a couple of weeks ago, like, or a couple of years ago, excuse me, the hashtag was a day without a woman, right? And yeah. so the idea being a day, a day without women, a day without women, and the idea being like, you know, what would a day without women mean in your life? Like, I wouldn't have had a mother that took me to school. I wouldn't had, you know, uh, I wouldn't have my wife who supports and loves me or who takes care of my kids with her awesome career. That was the kind of things they are like, you know, sw supposed to do. And so. Colin really makes a very, what I would call, like, basic sitcom joke, and he goes, ah, peace and quiet, hashtag a day without a woman, right? Like, the most non-crazy tweet, um, and if you go and... and it, it, it's literally, it's some comedian's entire stand-up campaign, like, stand-up routine. Right, it's very, it's, I mean, it's... Ah, uh, these women, ah, you yeah. know, and maybe you say that's dated yet, uh... Carlin made a legend out of himself on it, so whatever. Sure. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's a pretty. I, I think it's. I think it's a, even a little bit lame of a joke. Like it's like roll your eyes, okay, grandpa, kind of joke. Yeah. You know, like it, it's it's that it's that comma it's that low level comedy, non offensive, non nothing. I well, would say it's kind of funny. Oh my god. <laughs> oh gotcha. my god. Zing. Um. So and then Colin basically then from there. Uh, Articles in Business Insider calling him both racist and sexist from that tweet, which is horrendous. People up and down the video game industry, which is filled uh, with journalists, calling him every name in the book, saying he's an awful, terrible, no good, very bad person, and very sadly, a lot of the people at his company don't really take up the mantle to fight for him. Right. And even calling the joke, uh, thinking, you know, that it was... I don't know if they actually used the word, the term offensive, but something along those lines. So, if these women are so strong and independent, why can't they take literally the dumbest joke? Exactly. You know how many, like, uh, the type of jokes that my friends make towards me, uh, even ensconced in my white privilege, mm. is they're so offensive and so acute and so hurtful by right. design. Right. How can you not take, if you're so strong, if you're so independent, if you're so capable, you can't take one joke. It's, it's really incredible. That's it's totally it, bogus. Yeah. And and, and also, it's not necessarily the women getting offended about it. Although there were some women, it's also people like getting on getting offended on behalf of a group. It's the activists. Is, yeah, exactly. Which is also a huge problem in my mind. And so, like we said before, activists do not represent their constituent. Correct. Uh, their constituent group. Yes. So that that's pretty sad, and I think that's pretty gross. So Colin literally just quits. And goes and starts his own new uh, thing. It's called Colin's Last Stand. He did some political videos at first, but he's kind of gotten back into his groove of doing a PlayStation podcast. It's really good. It has 50,000 listeners. I mean, Colin's done nothing but successful by himself. And he also does this show with uh, one of the another YouTuber called Chris Raygun. 
Uh, he kind of does political commentary videos too. He, but the show is really that they do together is really only about PlayStation. Like, yeah. But the point is that you got this normal guy. He writes about video games. He makes one joke, and all correct. of a sudden, you've you numbskull liberal leftists. Oof. You have made yourself another enemy. <laughs> you, yeah. I, you guys are the best recruitment tool that we could possibly ask and, for. And I think that's the thing too, Christopher, about Colin. That's so crazy is like, Colin is a pretty liberal dude. Like he wants legalization of marijuana. Yeah. Uh, he wants legalization of all drugs. He wants legalization of prostitution. He wants. And well, this is the list goes on and on. Like right. Brett, Brett Weinstein. Uh, sure. Tim I mean, Pool. All these people. Jordan that, Peterson. Right. Brett, or uh, Ben Rubin. Like there's a ca- there's Dave. a cavalcade. Yeah. yeah. Ben. I'm just wow. I yeah. just I just uh, that's a terrifying Fusion Hod, Ben <laughs> Shapiro and. Uh, Dave, Rubin. Dave Rubin, and can you talk about more internal conflict? <laughs> but anyhow, the the point is that there's so many people that want these liberal, classically liberal policies, like legalize the drugs, take a look at legalizing sex work, right? Um, give people the opportunity and the choice, and not nothing else, right? And and maximize the freedom that an individual can experience, and when we instantiate policies like that uh like the deregulations in the private sector that we've seen under the presidency of donald trump you see an incredible uh boom in the opportunities and and capabilities of people of all different races and all different creeds and all different genders etc yeah all different by all different i mean too so anyhow the the point is that it works out for the most people and you've got these people that would never identify themselves as conservative that are suddenly taking up the cause it's because it's not because they had a change of heart or it's not because they want clicks it's because you guys are crazy yeah so anyway go ahead so that kind of brings us to today um and basically for the past so there's there's a pack show i don't know what packs it is because i quite honestly couldn't care less but I am excited about this. Uh, Colin doesn't really do a whole lot of panels, and obviously the industry is a little bit out to get him. Yeah. You know, like, unfortunately, that seems to be the case. And simply because he makes stupid jokes and because he has some conservative politics. You know, like, he doesn't like taxation. Big big surprise, right? And yeah. he likes he likes American history. Big surprise, you know. Um, he does his panel at PAX. He, you know, and he, he's, been, he's been accepted to it, and he's been promoting it on his show for a couple of weeks for a, I think about a month now right and Pax without explanation disinvites him from his uh, panel with literally no reasoning for it whatsoever classic Pax I was going to say I can't believe that he actually got into Pax I, I think he was thinking the same thing too if I'm honest and I don't mean like like he was like man I can't believe this is happening I just think he was just so shocked and I'm, I'm telling you man it's just like it's just so gross because like it it's one thing if he was given a small little theater and there wasn't enough time and whatever you know things like that but they they gave him Christopher like one of the largest theaters at this pack show like based on uh, presumably his size of his podcast right like he has a very large successful podcast which not a lot of people do in this industry no uh, there's a a ton of panels at packs of for complete no names, exactly. Of which Colin is not one. Exactly, and that was you know, but no, they just said we can't have your show. They didn't say it was because of conflict. They just said we have to rescind your invitation. Very sorry. 
Uh, has there been any development since then? So Collins sent a couple emails to them, you know, saying, hey, explain this to me. And also, like, how can I get people's money back that, you know, purchased tickets to come see me? No, no, no. Some other things like that. And so so Colin was already advertising his show at PAX, in theory, to he, his audience? Yes, for about a month he was. Gotcha. So, and so this is, this is, you know, obviously bad for those people that bought tickets on the promise of Colin Moriarty is going to be here and I'm going to hear his show about PlayStation stuff. Right. Um, but, the, but the other side to that is... Um, but, yeah, so he emailed PAX a couple of times and basically no response. Wow. It's so crazy. How how can you do that? How can you do that to people that bought tickets? I mean, that just seems like suicide for your convention. Well, I think you know, Chris. Here's the craziest thing. I can't believe I saw this, but or I can't believe this was real. But like somebody who writes for a their own little stupid video game blog basically posted a tweet saying like it would be so good if someone threw a milkshake at Colin at PAX in fact it would be so good if no if he couldn't walk across the floor without somebody throwing milkshakes at him the entire time who, who is this this is another podcast another another no name blogger like I don't even remember it you've never heard of him and he's just he's just a joke but I mean like there were other people tweeting about it too I mean because obviously he's not that he's not you know people kind of kick him because of this stupid tweet and you know here's the problem if you like google colin moriarty there's a chance you see that business insider article you know which is like it's because like now you can say this colin is so bad that they took away his pax panel right you know what i mean and stuff like that has happened in his career where it's like well it's the exact it's like the it's part of the media matters formula right like yes you can dismiss him because x has happened to him but x may not have been justified yeah well and the vox formula now too it's like Mm. some journalists are talking about how this person might be a secret bigot and it's like no it was you it was you you talked about it in the break room and now you're writing an article about it saying and that calling some, it informed. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. You're your own freaking source. And th- yeah, I, and I got to tell you, man, it really makes me upset because Colin's first move was to get. First off, he hates this stuff. And, you know, he's openly talked about his depression, which I think is a really cool thing for him to do. It's just like, you know, guys, shields down, this is who I am, sort of thing. Sure. And I think, and what I mean by that is to say, like, he doesn't like going to stuff like this. Kind of an old man, cantankerous way. And it, you know, think of all this, all the public humiliations he's gone through too. Sure. You know, getting kicked. Well, and, and yeah, fifty thousand is a bunch of listeners, but that's not what he had. That, that's nowhere near close to what he had. Well, that. Well, yeah, he's got a very successful podcast. He's got a very successful thing, but he's taken some major blows on the chin during all of that. You know, like sure. Even if it is better, worse, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that, guess what? There are a lot of angry, aggravated people that purposely go after him and have done it successfully in the public square which is just horrendously wrong um but all of that he goes to the show with all this stuff he puts himself out there he does this he gets accepted you know like you're safe everything's fine and colin's talking about this on his show he just did a couple days ago and then just gets pulled out from under him and it's like how can we live in a world that operates like that where like you can treat someone decently. You can give them something, you know, that they deserve in some sense. You know, Colin deserves to be a, a panelist at video game conferences. I mean, if it's based on merit, which nothing is based on merit if you talk right. to the left, but if it's based on merit, sure, because there's a bunch of people that are going to speak at PAX that have smaller crowds than that. Yeah. A bunch of people. And then just and then just to treat this poor guy terribly again just sucks, in my opinion. And well, the worst part... And it, it's, yeah. So this is a show about big ideas, right? Sure. And so 
in a, in a lot of ways. And it would be one thing if this was an anecdotal, just an offshoot anecdotal yes. story. Yes, it but would. it's not. No, it's not. Uh, you've got stories like Kyle Kashev in recent memory. Mm. You've got uh, stories like uh, Ben Shapiro or even Milo being banned from um, banned from their talks that they're going to have at publicly funded campuses a lot of times. And, you know, I'm not saying that what Kashif did and what Milo does is even kind of similar to Colin and Ben. It's not even remotely close, yeah. But even still, there's this... There's this... Ire. Right, that gets pointed at anybody right of Bernie. And there's something crazy about that. And what's so remarkable to me, and I know we've talked around this on the show before, but what's so remarkable to me about hearing this story is how long are the people, these these people in powerful positions on the left, these tastemakers, if you will, mm. going to claim that the government is becoming big brother and they're separating kids on the border and they are happy when children die and they are doing things to keep people down and basically spout all of this dystopian rhetoric and then continuously ignore the warnings of Aldous Huxley. Like, how long is this going... How long is that going to happen? Right. How long are you going to... Are you going to quote Bradford and not recognize what he said was true? Mm. And they are going to come for you. Mm. If you limit speech, you... Are hand, and if you hand the the reins over to any individual and say you have the right to limit speech, you have the right to decide what is and what is not, and what will be given and what will be taken away, why do you think that won't happen to you? I'm not a free speech absolutist because I understand at this specific point in time that the voices that are being targeted are the conservative voices. That's not why I do it. And by the way, I'm not even saying that there aren't instances where liberal voices get silenced. I'm not going to say that. But what the reason I'm a free speech absolutist is because there should be no restriction. There right. should be no restriction. And we shouldn't be willing as a community, as a population, to hand that power over to anybody. Yeah. Because when you do that, because it's expedient for you at the time, there will come a time when the people in power right. won't feel the same way that you do. Yes. And it may, maybe it's not in your lifetime. Great, you're lucky, but chances are it will be. Yes. It's the same argument that Trump is Hitler and we should give him all the guns. Right. It's total insanity. Makes sense. And so I I just, and it amazes me that journalists that used to have this tradition, at least in theory, of being whistleblowers and defending the population and being being upholders of the truth and upholders of information and free information for everyone are so quick to dive down this rabbit hole that we have to silence everything and shove everybody outside the Overton window yes. as fast as possible. This is the exact opposite of what we should be doing. It makes the me, exact opposite. It makes me so frustrated, too, that there's this culture of, well, who are we going to kill today? You know? Right. And it's like, who, 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 who are we going to put up on the cross and, and crucify today? You know, like let's let's find the next next martyr, and it's just it's so gross, it's so disgusting. It's the and, Bolsheviks, and I I want to say this, like I I followed Colin for years at this point, you know, since college. I I just have to say, like, you're one of the reasons I think this show exists today, and I think just simply stating that the way you handled everything that went down, and I know he doesn't listen to this show, but the way he handled everything that went down 
in 2017 was one of the reasons where I started down the rabbit the rabbit trail of learning more about what was going on, pay attention, paying attention to politics, getting engaged, seeing when people may, did something wrong, standing up for people publicly when it was uncomfortable, when they got torn apart because of some political thing, and just constantly getting my teeth sharper and sharper so that I could be a voice for people that for, for in this sphere. Because I think there's... They're, there's a here's the thing that is here's it's not necessarily a fight but the thing is like it's so weird that this can happen and nobody knows about it and I think it goes exactly to what you said to Christopher is this isn't a this isn't like a an unheard of experience this is a common anecdote and right. I think that's because people are like well what are you gonna do and I think there's two reasons for that one people are terrified of the mom and two people are terrified to stand up. And I, well, I'll say that a different way. People are terrified to, you know, of the mob and people are not sure why they should stand up. That's probably true. And I, and when I think it, and I think that I just want to say thanks to people like Colin for doing that. Sure. For, for not being cowards and for going after it when it matters and not succumbing on your principles. And for that, that's pretty awesome. Well, I didn't follow Colin because I, I'm not like into the video game news sure, sure, sphere, sure. especially sure. not back then. Like yeah. you were, but sure. um, but you telling me stories about Colin back when he was going through his initial uh, disembowelment yeah. by the liberal media, um, leftist media, I should be clear, leftist media was one of the times when I started to realize, okay, this kind of rhetoric has a cost. Yes. Because I'm going to be totally honest with everyone. When I was in college, I was a leftist. There were times when I supported Bernie Sanders, and I did it because I was weak. I did it because I knew that I could trade in that demonization of a certain sect of people for social currency, mm. and it worked like a charm. Yeah. I, you could simply say, yeah, that person, that's racist, or that shooting, well, that was racist, even without looking at any of the evidence, sure. which I've been guilty of. And you can play that game, and it's so easy, and it's so expedient, and it's so worthwhile in the short term. Yeah. It is so worthwhile. It'll just take your soul. And right when I was starting to go, you know what? I'm not sure I believe all this anymore is when Colin sprung onto the scene. And I remember saying, oh, yeah. This, it can we, go after anybody. We have to pay for this. Right. Somebody's going to pay for this. I think that's one of the things that's so good about Colin's story is because... He's video games. It's video games. Like, they're the dumbest, stupidest crap. Like, they're games. And they're on the screen. Like, that's and, and it. And guess what? And it, they're, they're all offensive and the, at yeah, some level. They're, they're, they're horrendously offensive. Like, it's murdering. It's, it, you know, like, there's, I mean, like, okay, they're not, they're, there's, well, that's a whole nother conversation. But, yeah, they're, they're violent. You know, things like that. And they're, and not, not to an extreme sense, I don't think, although some of them are. But the point sort of being is, like, that's the problem is we're just going to bring politics into this place. You can't get away from sports. You can't get it away from the dinner table. It's everywhere. It's infecting everything. And everyone's being labeled like a villain to the other side. And it's like, even here, even here's where it's going to show up. Like we can't, we can't just have a place where we can't call people racist, bigoted, homophobes. We can just like move past that in some place of our life. Okay, fine. Just take this too, and, and how, it's ridiculous. Here's the insane thing too, and it and there's it's incredible how much these ideas are interconnected. These ideals that the left holds self-evident. Yeah, they're so interconnected because you know I believe in capitalism because 
one, evidence. Um, <laughs> so that's the biggest one. But two... The Canes in be- the back of the room just got freaked out. I know. They were like, oh, shoot, evidence. Um, anyhow. I forgot about evidence. Uh, we should have thought... Oh, my God. Evidence. We're, we're our graphs. Um, I'm sorry. No, Venezuela. No, no. Uh, no. Shh. Russia. No. 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 Uh, Chile? Norway. Oh, was, no. Uh, okay, so anyway. China. Uh, China. China. China has to work. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, China does work. And you can build a lot of highway if you use bodies as cement. Yeah, it's The point true. is that... Okay, so anyway. Um, yeah. Going back to where what we were saying is yeah. that... It's amazing how these ideas are interconnected. I believe mm. in capitalism because of evidence, but also because I don't trust other people to do the right thing given a bad opportunity. Yeah. And the reason I don't trust other people to do it is because I'm honest enough to say that I don't trust myself yes. to do it. Yes. And that is the honest take. You can be the monster. You can be the dragon. And when you start dealing with that, then you understand why a system that's aligned, that aligns the weaknesses of humans with the strength of our society has to obviously be the right system. You incentivize good. Don't count on it. Mm. And so I, I, it's amazing that this idea is connected with that idea. That being they think that all humans are born good. Colin made one bad joke. One bad joke, and I don't even think it's an offensive joke. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a bad joke. I think in the it's little a, since it's a bad joke. Like th- it's not that good of a joke. I think it's a. I think it's a self-aware bad joke. Yeah, like I'll he, put it that way. Yeah, which I it's like, like your dad walking into the room and going, "I got one." Yeah, and you might say dad jokes are are bad jokes, except for they dominate memory. So just right. get bent. Get so bent. So anyhow, he makes one self-aware bad joke, and we fillet him. How are people going to learn? Do you think that people come out of the womb being a woke liberal leftist? And if you do, then how can you explain the continuously shifting goalposts? How is anybody going to learn? The fact that you let Ron Howard into your circles nowadays in light of what he's done, simply because he vomits back your ideology is absolutely insane to me. Except for you do, and it proves that you don't actually care about the individual you care about what you can suck out of them Mm. whether it be your own benefit by acknowledging that you've demonized them properly or that they will now kowtow and mea culpa and bend over to the orwellian will of the of the tyrannical left and so that's that's my other point he makes one bad joke and you crucify him do you how do you think people are going to learn everybody's ignorant before they know something and all all of us started out not knowing anything and so the idea that we're going to create a space that doesn't allow for anybody to be wrong even one time and this goes for kyle too that it doesn't allow for anybody to be wrong and then we're suddenly going to find ourselves with good moral people you're foolish you're You're an absolute fool so we have to make space to allow people to grow even though i don't see that as something that someone needs to grow from if you do then you're not going to win anybody to your cause except for those that are are opportunistic like you Mm. you're not going to learn anybody to your cause by simply massacring anybody that steps out of the lockstep goose step with you for one second you have to create a system that can forgive and and that's so insane to me it's the disproving theorem like i'm so tolerant that you can't say that yeah yeah it's my tolerance that lets that means you can't speak here yeah that's insanity it is it's it's 
self-contradictory on its face and is Uroboros. It self-mutilates. Yeah. So I, I think that, I think there's two points to this. One, like we, I'm going to go back to the two points I said before, and I'm going to give some teeth to it. Stand up to the mob. You know, there, there's there's a lot to be gained in not being a coward, and it may just be there's a lot to lose. Don't don't get me wrong, but it may just be that your soul is intact a little bit more. That, yeah, and that may and you don't know how that's going to save you later on. It could also just mean that you earn respect from other people around you. Like I think Colin has in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The 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 second piece to this is like when you see someone take pot shots like this. When you see someone go down for something that clearly isn't what the mob is painting it as, stand up for them. Yeah. Don't be a coward. And don't just stand up for yourself. But when someone's going when someone's getting hurt, call it like it is. Don't back down. Take on the brunt of whatever they're going through for yourself too. And do it respectfully. Don't be don't be rude. Don't be don't be mean. Don't be unkind. But don't you dare sit by and watch someone take someone else out. And hit hard. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it, it's a moral failing. It's it, an absolute moral failing on your part. If you don't, if you don't match intensity, it's a moral failing. Yeah. And that doesn't mean play dirty. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean be hateful. It means be, be. Provide the necessary force to counteract what has been exactly. brought to you. Exactly. And not through underhanded means and not for your own selfish gain because that's not strength. If you're direct, you don't need to be forceful. Exactly. Be strong. Yeah. And be sure. And you know what? Like you were saying, Hunter, if it's at the dinner table, if it's at video games, if it's in sports, if it's infested every area of your life, then that's where the battlefield is. Yep. That's where it is. Everywhere. If Mm -hmm. that's where you see it, that's where it is. So get to it, guys. Well, See, I told you this was going to be easy. I knew you were going to get a lot out of this one, but I just... That I, was fun. It, I like not knowing where we were going. You know, I, well, I think when it's something like that that is in the breadbasket of what Carl Pulling talks about, sure. I feel like you were you could have jumped onto it. If we had been talking about, like, quantum physics, which I'm an expert in, <laughs> then I don't think you would have been able to hold on for that ride. <laughs> so, okay, Hunter. Okay, Hunter. Okay, so guys, thank you so much for listening to Carl Pooling today. You can email the show at carlpooling at gmail.com. we got a Facebook page. We've got Twitter and Instagram at carlpooling. Uh, you can follow us. I'm at Emotional Carl. Chris is at Chris X Carl. Uh, go rate the show. Like us on Facebook. You know, We're on Google, Spotify, podcast players. All that jazz. Thank you so much for being the most bestest audience in the backseat. But you're going to have to get out of it, guys. Colin, we love you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, And stay strong and get tested. Oh, my God. Get out of the backseat.